start to get that in your head because there's a test in about five minutes for you. How about now? There we go. Okay. Welcome to worship, everybody. I want to welcome everybody here and everybody that's uh, joining us via live stream as we continue our journey in Lent toward the glory of Easter and Today, we're going to talk about broken relationships and our broken relationship with our God and how he loves to see us reconciled with him. Doesn't mention anything about loving perfection, but about loving the sinner who repents and comes back to him, kind of like the sheep that was lost. So we'll get into that in the readings and the message. We'll try to intertwine all that. Uh, A few announcements before we begin our worship. Tomorrow is the deadline to get your forms in for your Easter flowers. And if you wanted to specify a memorial or something, I think you have to fill that out on the sheet. I don't know if there's a line for it, but tomorrow is your deadline. So I just want to make sure that I let you in on that. Uh, we have a Lent supper this coming Wednesday. So make sure you sign, on, sign up for that if you plan to come, which we hope you do, whether it be on paper or on the internet. Um, on March 16th, we are having at... FMC, we are having a dementia capability community training. It's just information um, about people struggling with dementia. It should be pretty informative. And if that's something that you could benefit from or be interested in, we hope that you come. Um, Of course, as always, check your bulletins for for times, places, because I don't get into that because of course, you know, I will mess it all up. So um, before we are gonna show a video, Camp Luther, Um, has a promotional video here that we're going to watch because they are going to be here this weekend and they're going to give the children's message. Not tonight. You're stuck with me tonight, but tomorrow and at all of our services tomorrow. So uh, this is a promotional video about some of the fun the kids have there. So, and after the video plays, we will, Steve, will get you up for our first song.
I want to go. That's cool. Well, um, there might be a new face up here that you aren't sure who this is, but this is Eliza Levins. She's going to be a worship leader intern for a couple months. We're not sure how long, but maybe hopefully through summer. Um, but she'll be the new voice you hear today. And we're going to start off with the song Rejoice that you heard as you're walking in. The Gettys, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Getty, who wrote In Christ Alone, uh, many of you have known that for a decade or more, they wrote this song Rejoice, and they wrote it on Philippians 4, so I wanted to just kind of give you a little taste of what you're going to be singing here, but we come to worship with all sorts of stuff working on our hearts. We have frustrations, we have hurt, we might have a lot of anxiety um, over whatever in our, going on in our world, and so Paul wrote something to the the Church of Philippi here in Philippians 4 that gives the heart of this lyric. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So with that, let's stand and let's rejoice together.
let's move into this time. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed, Blessed is, the, is one the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day, For day and night, night your hand was heavy, heavy upon me. me. My, my strength, strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, Therefore let, let everyone, everyone who is godly, godly pray to you while you may be found. Surely when mighty waters rise, they will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with the songs of deliverance. Let's sing together. Come, come, let us return to the Lord. Come, come, let us return to the Lord. In brokenness of heart, we count to great our lives singing. Come, come, let us return to the song in minor key Lord we are 
And at this time, during Lent, as we reflect on our sin and our need for mercy and our need for a savior, let's take this time right now, a moment of silence to reflect on the burdens of sin has had on us this past week, maybe this day, maybe the last hour, things we've done and left undone. one thing, it's that Jesus came to seek and save the lost, not to come for those who do so good they don't need him. And because he's heard our confession and because the heart of the matter is truly forgiveness, since he has heard our confession, 
he does forgive us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's celebrate grace. Heavenly Father, as we journey with your son to the cross, we look forward to the glory of Easter and the light of the empty tomb, but we do not celebrate our own righteousness, but our, our, when our hearts are turned to Jesus who forgives and loves with mercy and grace anything and everything that we bring to him. In that we celebrate and in that we have hope. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so now it's time for our kids to come up for our children's message.
Two brave souls. Oh, here we go. All right, I got down. The challenge will be to see if I can get back up again. Okay, now I want to ask you a question. What happened in the Garden of Eden? Can somebody tell me? Yes, sir. They did. Were they supposed to? God told them to not eat the apple, right? And do you know what happened with our relationship with God when they ate the apple? It was what? What's this pencil now? What would you call it? Broken. Our relationship with God was broken. So we needed a savior. And because Jesus went to the cross, because he took our sins on his shoulders, what was broken is whole again. Isn't that amazing how that happens? I wish I had something more dramatic to break than a pencil. But this is our relationship with God because of Jesus. Even though it was broken, it's whole. So because of the cross and because Jesus rose again from the dead, our relationship with God is perfect. Isn't that awesome? All right, that's why Easter's so great. All right, let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for saving us and thank you for loving us enough to take our sins and to go to the cross and to win victory over death for us. We love you and we thank you for loving us even though we don't deserve it. In your name, amen. All right, thanks everybody. Here we go. And our first reading comes from Romans chapter 7. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, So then I myself, in my mind, am a slave to God's law. But in the sinful nature, 
a slave to the law of sin. And as you're able, I invite you to rise for the reading of our gospel, which comes from Luke. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor and I have cheated anybody out of anything. I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save what was lost. Please be seated. These times are so uncertain. There's a yearning undefined and people filled with rage. We all need a little tenderness in such a graceless age. I've been trying to get down to the heart of the matter because the flesh will get weak and the ashes will scatter. So I'm thinking about forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. Those are lyrics by the poet, and philosopher Don Henley. Now, if you're laughing, I'm pretty sure Don Henley is no philosopher. He is the drummer and one of the lead singers for the band, The Eagles. Maybe Hotel California brings you a little closer to who he is. But these words from this song of a solo album are true enough. We need to know that it is indeed all about forgiveness. The forgiveness that we all need, the forgiveness that we all cherish, the mercy of God, which God himself yearns and desires to give to us, a sinner that seeks forgiveness is the most precious thing in God's sight. And as we look at these texts together today, we are gonna see this theme. Well, let me greet you with grace, mercy, and peace from God, our Father, and from our merciful Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Luke 15 tells us that there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 persons who have no need to repent. Now, this is what we hear after the shepherd who goes after the one lost sheep and leaves the 99. This is what we hear. Then we hear about the prodigal son where a father rejoices not in the son that never left. Not in that pencil that was never broken, but the son who was lost, but now had been found. Now we know that Jesus himself said, I have not come for the righteous, but to call sinners to repentance. That does not mean 
that there are some righteous ones out there that don't need this loving and forgiving Christ. God himself is telling us about the beauty of reconciliation, the beauty of only a reconciliation that he can give us. Think about how relationships torn apart look like when they are repaired. The things that never break, unfortunately, never make the news or never get into our conversations. But when people are forgiven and love takes place in a heart where hate used to live, that's a beautiful thing. And ever since Adam and Eve fell in the garden, God has been using his promise of Jesus to turn our hearts to his love and mercy. Think of the Psalm we read responsively. Blessed is the ones whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. It does not say, blessed is the one who does right and has no need of mercy. Think of that pathetic prayer that we read last week from the Pharisee and the tax collector text. Thank you, God, I'm not like all these other sinners. I give so much and I give you so much and you are so blessed to have me as one of your creations. Yes, I paraphrase that a little bit. But what is the beauty to God's ears in that text? The tax collector that beats his chest and says, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's who we are. At least that's who we need to be. That one who asks for God's mercy. I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. That's the beauty about our God. We are conceived in sin. We are conceived in guilt, but we have a God who is there to seek us out and save us from that condition. Romans tells us in our reading that we are slaves to sin and we, if you could keep up with that, we can't do the good we want to do. But the evil, we have no trouble keep, to keep on doing. That's our nature. That's our brokenness. That's why we wish for a relationship with God that was never broken, but that is not the reality we live in. Reconciliation with God in Jesus through the cross. That's the beauty we have. That's the hope that we live in. That's what God loves and desires for us to find that peace in what Jesus did. In our lives, relationships may somewhat go unscathed for the most part, but think of how powerful Forgiveness is when we see it in our own lives. Think about how powerful a reconciliation that we hear about gets into our hearts. I've used this before, but during the Vietnam War, Phan Kim Luke was on the cover of Time Magazine, running at nine years old, burned from head to toe from napalm over her whole body. Decades and decades later, she forgave and embraced the pilot who dropped that napalm. Now, 
there's a lot more to that story than I just gave you. But the point is, you see the power of redemption from pain, anger, and hatred because it is in fact all about forgiveness. Yes, we are called to forgive each other as we live in the mercy of God and Jesus. Think of Zacchaeus. All he wanted to do was to see Jesus. See the Messiah walking by and Jesus seeks him out. A former tax collector who probably cheated lots of people out of money using the power of Rome to intimidate people out of giving more than they probably needed to. He wanted to reverse, that's our word today, reverse the wrong he had done. Jesus had to stay with Zacchaeus that day. And like many of us would have been, I'm sure, like the people there, we would have said, Jesus is going to stay with that guy? But Jesus came for sinners. And this man needed forgiveness, as we all do. Zacchaeus repented and desired to turn from his ways. Jesus sees this, and what do we hear from him? Salvation has come to this house today. Can you imagine hearing those words from the Savior? You were lost, and now I have found you. Forgiveness is yours. What was lost in the garden has been restored. And this is where we put our hope. Yes, yeah, we repent like Zacchaeus. We desire not to live to indulge in sin any longer, even though, as we heard in our reading, we are slaves to it. But when that happens, we receive the victory, one on the cross that Jesus is traveling to during this Lent season. We get to share in the inheritance that was given to Jesus who will walk out of that tomb and away from the power of death. So when we read in our Romans text, who will rescue me from this body of death? The light of the world has carried us out of darkness into his marvelous light. That reconciliation that we enjoy because of Jesus is truly what makes all of heaven sing. It is what makes God smile on his restored once lost children, all of us, because we know that no one is righteous, not even one. So when we get right down with Don Henley's words to the heart of the matter, which is the name of that song, I thought of all the bad luck and the struggles we went through. What are all these voices outside? Love open, love's open door makes us throw off our contentment and beg for something more. Forgiveness. It's about forgiveness. I am thinking about forgiveness. As we think about our sinfulness this Lent season. May we remember that the heart of the matter is forgiveness, the forgiveness that we live in and seek in the name of the crucified Jesus and in his name, amen. And at this time, as we collect our offering, we just wanna remind you how grateful and thankful we are for your support and your givings here at Faith.
precious cornerstone, sure foundation. You are faithful to the end. We are waiting on you, Jesus. We Sing that again. Precious cornerstone, sure foundation. Third day he rose again from the dead. 
he ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. And what does this mean? I believe Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from all eternity, and also true man, born the Virgin Mary, is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death and the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death that I may be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead. This is most to all eternity. This is most certainly true. We sing this last verse together when this passing world is over. When this passing world is over, we will see you face to face and forever we will worship Jesus As God's beloved children, let us cast our cares on him, trusting that our Father in heaven will hear us and answer us according to his good and perfect will. Loving Lord, thank you for giving us Jesus, who had no sin, but for our sake, gave up his perfect life so that our sins could be removed and we could be declared righteous before your eyes. Strengthen our faith, O Lord and help us to resist the temptations of this world that draws us away from you. Loving Lord, thank you for giving us the gift of your holy word that is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Guide us by your truth, O Lord, and help us to share this truth in love with those around us. Loving Lord, we know that you love all your children and desire them to return home to you one day, no matter how far they have wandered from you or how often they have rejected your truth. Restore faith where it is broken, O Lord, and replace all doubt with ultimate trust in your powerful name. Loving Lord, we give, thank you for the gift of children and ask that you would surround them with a hedge of protection that helps them continue to grow in the Christian faith and love. Paths of righteousness and loving kindness, O Lord, and watch over them with your holy angels, 
so that the evil foe may have no power over you. Loving Lord, we thank you for your promise to never leave us nor forsake us and ask that you would strengthen and sustain those who are overwhelmed by the effects of natural disasters, economic turmoil, personal persecution or war. Restore all those who suffer greatly in this broken world, O Lord, and sustain them by your comforting and life-giving spirit. Loving Lord, we give you thanks for all those who have gone before us in faith and have joined you in heaven. Comfort those who mourn the recent death of a loved one, especially the families of Lorraine Pocket, Florence Halfman, Nancy Miller, and Shirley Spicala. We ask you to be with those families and comfort them with the knowledge of the resurrection. Ease their grief as they mourn and, and yearn for more time with a loved one, but we just give thanks to you that this life is not the end. Lord of all mercy, love, and goodness, rescue them from sorrow and help them remain steadfast in the hope of eternal life yet to come. Loving Lord, you are our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. By your power and might, remove our fears, anxieties, loneliness, and depression, and restore the health of the sick. And especially we pray for those ill, recovering from surgery or facing surgery, and especially we remember in our prayers, Cy Worcester, Marcy Denzine, Gary Baton, Bob Axon, and Jenny Klein. Lord of all mercy, love, and goodness. And Lord, we bring joy before you. We give you thanks and praise for the birth of Jensen Hippus, who was born on March 10th to Will and Morgan. We ask you to be with Jensen and his parents as he lives and grows to be one of your disciples. And we give you thanks and praise of the waters of holy baptism that will wash tomorrow, Elise and Gracie Larimore and Marley Davis. They will be called by name into your heavenly kingdom. Be with their parents and their sponsors as they grow in your word and knowledge and love of your mercy and forgiveness. And we also take a moment to remember those in our ongoing prayers and those we name silently in our hearts. And we are bold to pray all of this as you have taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against you. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the and glory, glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you all with favor and give you his peace. Amen.
is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness, O oh God. You wrestle with the sinner's heart. You lead us by still waters into mercy. Your 